Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have had one heck of a weekend. Uh, not really, but uh, over to one of our co-hosts we have here with us today is Logan Stump from oh, Central Florida. Yeah, it's the Central Florida. Uh, I got a neighbor, though. He's on the show, too. Yeah, also in that neighborhood is uh, Matt Hargrove. I'm still second, I understand. <laughs> you get mad when I put you first. <laughs> That's a good point. Is Logan my neighbor? Won't we're you all be my neighbors neighbor? here. Uh, we all lived together at one point, so I guess we were all <clears throat> Logan lives neighbors. really close to a castle, from what I've been told. <laughs> Recently painted. Castle. Yeah. It's shiny. Have you ever thought about sneaking into it? Like... Like oh, yeah, a couple times in the Discovery Island and MK all sorts After of Dark. Stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Utilidors that are supposed to exist. They definitely <laughs> do. I worked down there. <laughs> so, so did I. So did Matt. I was saying, is that did. the. We, we both worked, uh, all three of us worked at DAC and Magic. Yeah, that's weird. Dang. You're the only studios guy. I know. Well, Rich is. Besides Rich. Shout out Rich. Rich, Rich works studios. Yes. I think he worked everywhere, actually. Didn't he take a shift, like, everywhere? I think Matt I did, say, too. Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, I've worked in I've worked in every park in, in the, like, downtown Disney area, but I, I, I would say, like, I don't count that in terms of, like, where I'm placed. Right. Uh, believe it or not, we are not a Disney podcast as much as we talk about that time on this show. Uh, but, Logan, quickly here, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. Um, just getting caught up on some uh, sports, obviously, but watching some basketball and some soccer, mostly soccer. I spent a lot of time just flipping through. Am I through paying you games. to watch basketball? No, you're not. Um, but I'm again, not you're not you paying all. any of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see that we have 61 cents sitting in our account, so I'm still kind of waiting on those royalties. But... We'll divvy those up between, okay. between nice. us. Nice. We can all get a piece of gum. Um but no, no yeah, it's I don't good. think that you can get that at these days. <laughs> right. No, but it's good watching soccer, watching some Bundesliga, watching some uh, championship. I watch. I actually was trying to watch this uh, Swansea game, but I was like, okay, it's not on TV. And then the, the poor, unfortunate happenings of Jordan Morris. But I ended up flipping over and watching Barnsley play and Daryl DK play. So that was kind of fun. But then, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend, I think. Matt, how was your weekend? 
I didn't watch a lot of soccer for my own mental health because um, it made me sad. Uh, yeah, we'll get and, to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recently I haven't gotten really far, but I, I found out how to download an emulator to my laptop so I can I can play Pokemon games whenever I want, which was something I've been trying to do for a while and I can never get to work, but finally got it. Uh, I'm not far in anything, and I keep downloading different ones, and I'm probably going to download a, a different game tonight. Um, uh, Logan, who do we have coming up here on... Uh, who did we have on the latest Stateside Soccer Show episode? Yeah, so we had Alicia Rodriguez, and she covers the LAFC um, soccer team. She covers every soccer team in California, uh, from what she had said, and she's a very busy lady. She, was work- she covers some of the basketball teams, too, but she covers them, um, Angel City, um, or sorry, City Angel, um, and she is the SB Nation uh, writer for them, um, and she does a nice job of writing for LAFC and covering anything and all things LA, LAFC. So. Awesome, yeah, that one's available right now on the feed you're listening to and also on the Stateside Soccer Show feed. Uh, so we had a uh, kind of big weekend here for the Premier League, if if you want to call it that, as things kind of start shaking out uh, here. But we had uh, Everton getting a much needed victory that that they needed. We got West Ham with a much needed victory over Spurs. We had Chelsea stalling with a draw with Southampton, who have not been in great form. Uh, and we have Newcastle plummeting and close to the danger zone. So let's go ahead and, uh, Logan, I'll let you pick a topic to start with, and you can just, uh, let's just let's just wing it. Here you go. Pick one of those topics, and, and let's discuss. I will gladly take the Newcastle one. Um I'll leave the other ones up to somebody else. Um, I want to go with the Newcastle falling into a very dangerous zone. They're in twenty. They've got twenty-five points. Um, Fulham now has twenty-two. Newcastle has uh, what is it? Fourteen losses. Uh, Fulham has eleven. Um, the big difference that I noticed looking at the table is that Fulham really tends to draw a lot. So they've got uh, 10 draws, which is, honestly, if you're going to collect points and you're in that relegation battle, I mean, that's what you really need. And Newcastle right now just don't seem to be collecting points. I think when you look at it, Yedlin was a big loss. They had been, they'd actually been a lot better with him, and, and when they slotted him in there for the, the that stretch of games where they actually played pretty well, he, he did a nice job of filling in, and they looked okay defensively. But now it just seems like they just can't do anything defensively. Um, you know, they give up three to United. They give up two to Chelsea. Three, or sorry, two to Southampton. Um, just, you know, they, they have a hard time keeping people off the score sheet. And I think that that's become a big problem. They, they don't have the goals to back it up either. So Callum Wilson's not going to score any. Andy Carroll, I think, has just completely gone silent. Uh, Almiron is probably their best player right now, uh, MLS product. But again, I, it, it's concerning because I, I think Fulham, when you look at Fulham, they're kind of the opposite, to be honest. 
Um, the, the goal differential is not there uh, as big as it is with Newcastle. You've got guys on a Fulham team that are playing extremely well, I think. Um, when when you look at Scott Parker's squad, he's got guys like uh, an Anthony Robinson, who's played pretty well in the back. Tosinata Rabio, who's played really well defensively. You've got Loftus-Cheek, who played well. Um, Bobby Reed's played really well. So, you know, you've got all these guys. Maja's played really well when he's come over. And Adamola Lookman... If he's, if they do get relegated, Lookman's going to be on one of these top teams. I do think um, because I think that he's proven that he can play in the Premier League and at a high level. So when you got guys like that playing for a team that can defend, unlike Newcastle, I, I actually think that you're looking at a better opportunity right now for Fulham to get up out of that relegation spot and supplant Newcastle down in that that relegation zone and, and send them back to the or send them to uh, Championship, which is. Which is horrible because <laughs> we've talked about this last week. Is the high that Newcastle had to have been on, knowing that they were getting a a money, uh, you know, money like City, money like Chelsea, like that was that kind of money coming into their team, um, and with all that fizzling out, and it looks like the buyers are probably looking at this team and going, "Why touch this thing when we can go?" And get like a West Ham or get like a you know a Southampton or Aston Villa. Like, why not build those teams with the big money and leave Newcastle alone because they're getting ready to go down to the Championship? It's definitely interesting. You know, we kind of wrote it off earlier that these three at the bottom would be it, but Fulham's been on a run with two draws and two wins in their last five matches, while Newcastle has three losses out of their last five. You uh, like you mentioned, point. three point three point difference. Uh, Fulham no longer has a game in hand, though, uh, which I think they did at some point. So they're all level on that. And uh, the goal differential, uh, like you said, is shocking for Newcastle. Newcastle does have more wins than Fulham, but Fulham just doubled their win count from two to four in the last uh, five matches. So uh, you know they're on their way to maybe pulling a rabbit out of a hat and staying up in the uh, in the Premier League, the good thing is we wouldn't have to find uh, the next uh, most attractive manager in the league. Scott Barker would easily yeah, right. have that for next season as well. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, are, are you worried at all about Newcastle as well here? Um. Yeah, I think I'd be very worried, especially because like Fulham, Fulham also have Liverpool coming up too, so that's an easy win for Fulham. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Sorry, Liverpool aren't making me very happy, so I'm gonna probably put digs at them any chance I get. Um, I I mean, I'd definitely be worried because I think in terms of, and honestly, even in terms of talent, I actually think Fulham have a more talented team. I think the problem with Fulham, and I think this happened with the last time they came up, I don't know what it is. I don't know how they do it, but they sign so many players when they get promoted. I know there's a lot of money in terms of promotion, but I I felt like in terms of if you look at volume in terms of how many players were signed by a team, the two most recent promotions for Fulham were, they had to have been at the top, or if not the top, they were close to the top in terms of new players. And so it just was a matter of could they figure it out? Could they get used to each other? Because I, I do think they're a more talented team than Newcastle, even without injuries. I actually think they are a more talented team. I, I 
am not really impressed with Newcastle's defense or attack. I actually think Fulham have a decent attack, um, especially after, you know, Josh Madgett. I don't know how his career has gone at Bordeaux, but, like, you know, he, he's got – obviously, he's got potential. Like, he wasn't the star of Sunderland until I die for no particular reason. You know, he was a pretty big talent coming up. So they have – footballers who can play it's just a matter of can scott parker take new guys and mesh them together and in fairness he's done it and so i I think his ability to take players that have talent and start meshing them together is a big big worry for a team like newcastle who kind of just feel like they're being puzzled together and they just don't have i don't know i look at their team and i just don't know what you can expect what are you going to get out of their team from a game the fact that they've actually, I know they beat Everton recently, and I it, at this point it kind of is almost super impressive. How how did you do that with the team that you have? Um, it, it's a big reason to worry, and I I would actually put if I could bet because Florida is a non uh, betting state, I would say that Fulham are more than likely to stay up over Newcastle at this point. All right, let's move on uh, from Newcastle and Fulham. Let's talk a little Southampton, uh, Chelsea, because I feel like <laughs> I feel like Logan jinxed Chelsea this week. I wake up to a text that says, uh, you know, oh, Tuchel is Chelsea playing so much better, uh, and then. You know, I turn on the game and and Southampton scores, <laughs> and then you know uh, Chelsea had to claw their way back and and get a penalty and and uh, and score. Uh, so it was a little uh, the, the the same issues that were there under Lampard are not are not completely gone. Uh, the defense is better. The passing and the chance creation is better, but they're just still not putting the ball into the back of the net. Uh, what did you see from this match, Logan? So, like, when I texted you, <clears throat> and I guess because uh, City play possession football, like, that's just what they do. And I think that that's what Chelsea needs to do as well. I, I think Chelsea, because they they can get the players like City can, I think they can get top talents at all their positions just because of how much they're going to spend. And and this is, I think, you're looking at a first-year project that had to hit the reset button because Tuchel comes in, and I do think that there's players on the way out, there's players on the way in, obviously with the Pulisic stuff breaking today. Um, I, I think that Tuchel, with the players he has, he's playing with Frank's players, and I do think that over time they do look better. And like you said, Jordan, the, the passes were crisp. They were sharp. Um, I, I think they look way more threatening uh, attacking. They just don't score as well. And but I, you know, that goes back to Werner not playing well. That goes back to Tammy Abraham having these weird roller coaster moments. Um, but the the thing that I keyed into was just how dominant they are with possession, and they actually do a really nice job of keeping possession against te- these teams. That I mean, since Tuchel has taken over, um, if you go back to it. You've got, I think, what he starts with. Did he start with Wolves? The draw against Wolves, I believe it was. Yes. That okay, was the first so 79%, 71%, 58%, 68%, 72%, 65%, 70%. 
those look like what City does. Like City does that same exact thing, and I think Tuchel, given the opportunity to have this summer window coming up, and, and Chelsea just seem to be able to spend as much money as anybody else does, I, I think you're going to see a much better performance from them. And again, they you know they haven't lost since he's been there. They they've collected points. This isn't you know this was a team that we thought would end up top four, and I still think they do. I think that between United, Leicester, and West Ham, I just think Chelsea ends up being the stronger club. Um, you know, and, and Werner is going to have a lot to do with that, I think. But again, you look at that possession, and that's what I meant. They just look so dominant with the ball when they have the ball. The problem now is just can they get some goals here and there? Because if they do, they're easily a top four team. Yeah, I, I think. Um... I don't really know. I don't really know. I, I don't know if this team will make top four. Uh, the, these upcoming matches are actually very interesting in the top four that we'll talk about later. But um, it's just, uh, I, it just they they can't put the ball in the net. Uh, you know, yes, they haven't lost yet. You know, with them, uh, but I think that they uh, could. I think that they started off looking really good under him, and if if kind of slipped a bit uh i hope nothing happens with the calum hudson adoy stuff because i thought he actually was into the action and was making some chances uh when he came on the pitch after halftime um and then you know he pulled him out within 30 minutes and subbed somebody else on and said he didn't like his attitude so um so i'm not really sure what all that's about so so hudson adoy will either take it or he'll want to leave in the summer um the Pulisic rumors are interesting because I just don't think they're actually real um if people don't know he's linked to Bayern Munich I say if he is linked to Bayern Munich he should go because as an American fan I say that because I think if you have a chance to play for the best team in Europe uh, you take it um excuse me what and uh yeah you heard me did you not uh, see that tweet Logan I saw Jordan commented. I think no, 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 no. Sometime... I meant the I meant the best team in Europe comment. <laughs> yeah, you oh, took okay. offense to <laughs> yeah, like City haven't. Uh, come on, one of them is yeah, you're, still, one of them Bayern. is world it's champions it's right now, Bayern. and one of them yeah. and and also in a European champion right now. Um, but uh, also the way that Bayern pumps their people up with some sort of workout regimen, Pulisic would probably never be injured again. If he went there, if you look at like Goretzka uh, from before he went yeah. to Bayern and after he's been at Bayern. So, I mean, it could be good for him if that was the case. Uh, if so, I'm glad I got my Pulisic number 10 uh, jersey before <laughs> before he leaves, um, which is why I wanted to make sure I got that is, is you know, before because uh, Chelsea never holds on to players uh, anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things we have to look at too, like you said, we haven't lost yet, but actually when we look at even Lampard's record at Chelsea, uh, they did really good with teams, not in the top eight and hadn't beat a team in the top eight. Uh, they have not faced a top eight team since Tuchel took over. So it's going to be really interesting, uh, when they do, and we can kind of then really like measure Tottenham. success. Maybe Tottenham. Was Tottenham uh, not top eight? No, they're ninth. <laughs> Oh God! Well, I mean, they they were. I thought Arsenal was ninth. Arsenal's tenth. 
Weird. I have definitely not looked at the table recently. Then uh, Tottenham does have a game in hand, though, uh, so they could shoot up a little bit. But I'm uh, a team. it is. Uh, uh, it's one of those things where um, I think that'll be the real measure of the progress under Tuchel. And I just hope that the Hudson Adoy stuff doesn't affect the team chemistry or his his play because he's actually been pretty big for Tuchel since he came in and been buying a lot of that uh, spot on the right side there. So uh, really hoping that that's not an issue. But you know the fact is that you drew with Southampton actually needed a penalty to be able to even score. It's a little concerning that they're not able to put the ball, uh, you know in the back of the net there. So that's, that's uh, something that's been kind of persisting for quite a bit. It's, it's like all the players are still kind of out of form right now. Um, any thoughts, uh, Matt on Chelsea? Or are you ready to move on to the next topic? I think my only one is uh, the way Logan describes the possession based football. That's going to make the Chelsea-Liverpool game, I think, one of the most boring games that's ever been watched because two teams that dominate possession but can't finish, I, I, I can't imagine how that game's going to go. I don't know if go. it'll be boring. It'll be, like, lots of chances, just nobody putting anything in. <laughs> I was going to say, you've got the, the two of it'll you guys are just standing in front of the goal. Ultimate anticlimactic. <laughs> just lots of build-up, no finish. Yeah, I was going to say, great. that's... <laughs> That game's going to be one of the most like oddly evenly matched games where you're going to end it going. I felt like one of those teams should have won four nil, but it ended zero zero. Probably, probably true. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about West Ham defeating Spurs. Um, they're up to fourth in the table. They've leapt over Chelsea again. Chelsea slid down to fifth. They're two points above Chelsea. No game in hand, uh, you know, even same amount of games played, 25. And uh, they've only got one loss in their last five matches, three wins and a draw. And they got a pretty big game coming up here um, on Saturday. They got Manchester City at 7.30 on Saturday. They're not beating them. They're not winning that game. They're not even getting a draw. That's probably the most depressing aspect of it. Uh, Logan, are you worried at all about West Ham coming into town after they've been knocking off some of these teams? No, we won like 17 in a row. I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> I'm not, to be honest, can I'm not you act of like Europe. you are for the podcast? Okay, yes. Um, so, <laughs> Just the re- and, but I mean, I, I will say this though. I, I will say one thing. I, I want to speak to how good West Ham are with Jesse Lingard added in there. They've looked like a dangerous, dangerous team. I mean, you've got a team that has so many options. Declan Rice has played well. Thomas Suchek has played out of his mind well, um, scoring a ton. He doesn't score that much. He, I mean, he's on, like, an unreasonable amount of goals. Um, just, be, you know, he, he's, he plays more defensive than he does anything else, but he scored way more goals um, just because he's so big and, and powerful when he's in there, and he's headed a couple. Um, Bowen's played well. Fornals has been really good. Mikel Antonio, when he's healthy, has been really good. It's a deep team. Mark Noble coming off the bench adds that stable presence back there um, in the midfield. So I think that that's something that you know West Ham's got going for him. And then they all just seem to really like David Moyes. So I think that 
if this was a game that that city came in and thought, you know, we're playing this well, this is actually one of those teams I think that could sneak up and hit them just because of how well they play through the middle. And that's what city plays well through is that middle attack, you know, with De Bruyne playing well, with Silva playing well, with Gundogan playing well, it's going to be a battle for that midfield. So yeah, maybe this, this is the game. If I'm looking at it realistically, I think this might be a game that sneaks up on city a little bit. No, no, <laughs> city, city. I'm sorry, Logan. Like, city's good, I, I, but no, they're. I, I honestly like when, in terms of how they're playing. Can you? Do you think they'll drop any more points the rest of the year, in the league? No, be completely honest. I was. Saying, I, don't. I don't either. I, I think they will. They have to. I don't. You can't go on that good of a stretch. They're gonna drop points somewhere. Well, uh, they're so going. They've... My, my issue with it is that everybody else is. Talent-wise, maybe Leicester because they still they still have to face Leicester again, correct? I yeah. believe so. I think they yeah. only face maybe maybe Leicester could get some points, but I, I honestly, with how in sync they are compared to the other teams in the league, and how honestly, I don't think a lot of the other teams are very talented. I just don't see it. I I, I would not be shocked if City in the in the year on. How, how many wins is that in a row if they do it? Do you even know? I haven't calculated. It'd be something up in like almost 20. Matt, I will buy you a copy of Pokemon Sword or Shield, whichever you want you want, <laughs> that they, if, if, if they don't drop any points the rest of this season. <laughs> I could see I us think... losing to United. Like, I could just see us lo- that would just be. A no, game. I just, I just don't see it. Like, West Ham might give you a, a challenge, but. Watching them, like I watched them against Everton, I watched them against Liverpool. I didn't really watch the the Arsenal game, but I just, it's it's not even your attack that's that's doing it. When Pep has a good defense at this point, I think having him having a good defense is becomes a cheat code. You know that that was the issue with City was you could occasionally break them down and beat them on the counter, and now Pep has a good defense, and it just seems like he went from yeah the league is kind of unfair but you know maybe something happens to like okay city aren't the city are unfair to play who's actually going to beat them it's going to have to come in europe but i I just don't see them losing a game in england again i mean they don't even have to win right it'd just be a draw would be dropping points yeah well west ham west ham that we we drew with west ham Last right. time I played them, it was an awful game. Like they made it so ugly. Well, you drew with no West Brom how. too when they well, we were, fired I mean, we were their manager. Bad. Yeah, I mean we weren't attacking very well. Um, and I'm not saying what we're attacking great now, but I, at least we've got something going. Um, and I do think Aguero's going to start coming back into form, but who knows what that actually detail? You know. So I, I was just saying that if this was a, if there's a game on the schedule that I'm looking at that could surprise you. It's either them or Leicester. Like, they're the only two that I sit there and go, I'm not sure we can actually, you know, because Leicester just beat the hell out of us. And West Ham made it so ugly last time that it, it was just, Moyes seemed to have it figured out. And he played so well against us. Um, and we were actually kind of playing better on the attack at that point. There, there was a game before that. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I think we were playing pretty well before that. And then they just sat back and stomped us in. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. The, I, I think it's gonna happen at some point. They, I don't think they can make it the rest of the season with just all wins. Or uh, Byron would beat us. Like if we meet Byron, Byron would beat us. 
There's no way we'd be able to. Well, that like, wouldn't really count. That's in the that's in the Champions League. But Bayern would crush you. Bayern just lost. Bayern just lost to. I forget. Were they playing Frankfurt? They yeah. they just lost their game. I was say yeah, they just lost. So I don't. They don't attack, care about though. the league right now. When it comes to the Champions League, they will. If they're up against a big boy like Barcelona last year, you know, it's where you get the eight-two. And I think that they would turn that on against their former manager Pep as well. I I don't know. Um, I I really don't see how anybody else other than Bayern Munich wins the Champions League. Unfortunately, um, especially with some of the way these teams were playing, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, but let's go ahead and uh, move on from from West Ham. They they've been playing fantastic uh it seems like nobody thinks that they're gonna beat uh (laughs) city uh but that could set chelsea up to get into the top four but they face manchester united which i'm actually salivating at because that's always a good matchup back in the day it's not so much anymore but uh just something about that rivalry uh still kind of sticks out here so i'll be looking forward to that one on sunday um Let's talk some. Uh, I hate to do it to you, Matt. We're going to talk some Liverpool Everton here. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Pickford playing, you know, one of the games of his life, I guess. Uh, he, he played really well. Um, he had Everton go up, what, two minutes in? Three minutes in? Uh, I think it was two and a half minutes, so it would have been the third minute. Uh, it's a good pass from James uh, Rodriguez to uh, Richarlison who I thought did really well at putting that away. Uh, sometimes people take too many touches there, and then it ends up, you know, easy save. So uh, I like the way he just kind of took that pretty quickly. Uh, and then the the penalty to make it 2-0, and that's the first time that Everton had won since how long? In 1999, was it? I think it's or, 1999, yeah, I want to say. Yeah. It's 99 yeah. at Anfield. Uh which, of course, they mentioned a million times on the broadcasts and on Twitter, and everybody was commenting that before the game started. They were commenting it during the game started, uh, once the you know they went up a goal. Uh, and then you also had another uh, injury for Liverpool with uh, Jordan Henderson. So, Matt... You want, you want to know a sad <laughs> fact about that injury? So, apparently, if Henderson had made it to halftime, Henderson and Tabak would have been the longest consistent partnership at center back in terms of just playing game after game with each other for the entire season. All he had to do was get to halftime. And he, he somehow in the universe decided he needed to get hurt, so that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that was a... Uh, it's rough. Uh, so now, like you said, uh, off-air, right? You're going to have to play a center back in, in the spot instead of Henderson. But uh, what was just your overall thoughts on uh, on the game? Did you have a bad feeling going into it, or was it one of these? Because uh, I know at the beginning of the season, you didn't think that Everton would be able to kind of sustain their momentum. They've been keeping it up pretty well here. Uh, what was your kind of thoughts on the match? It sounds really, I, I guess maybe it sounds really odd, but Going into the match and, and watching the match, it it didn't feel any different than a single game they played Liverpool have played in the last two months. It it everything just ticked every single box. It was 
Liverpool have tons of possession. Liverpool get more chances in terms of actual shots, you know, toward goal. But at the same time, Liverpool have a couple of defensive errors, and somehow out of out of the blue, those defensive errors always end up in a goal. You know, I the first goal, while it was a great pass, it also was just an experience in terms of who they have at center back. Kabak should have. That goal doesn't happen if Van Dijk, Gomez, or Matip are playing. It, it doesn't even need to be two of them. It just needs to be one of them. It, it's the same game again and again. And it's, that's where I was actually thinking about this earlier. I don't even know if I have any – I don't think I have any analysis of the game that would be any different than what we've talked about over the last few months. You know, it's possession, inability to finish. The few mistakes they make, they end up, you know, giving up a goal. And it, it's not even to me personally. I don't even think Everton played all that well. If you're watching the game, majority of the time they gave the ball away when they got the ball. The problem is, is that Liverpool just, but the attackers have no confidence. The defenders. I actually personally thought when Phillips came in, it sounds bad, and it's nothing against Henderson because he's he's not a center back. I didn't think the defense suffered when Phillips came in. I think. And if anything, having two center backs back there, they played like center backs, which I think is something Liverpool need to do for going forward. Because I, you know, we can go through the analysis, but I have, I personally have an opinion as to what Liverpool just need to do going forward to have an attempt. But in terms of the game, I, it sounds, I mean, I don't know, maybe it sounds like a cop out, maybe it sounds bad, but I personally didn't think that game was any different than any game Liverpool have played recently. And that's why they lost, because that's what they've been doing, losing games. And it's they're losing the exact same game again and again. And I think that makes it even more frustrating to watch. Yeah, it's been a lot of the same story, different day type of thing, I guess. Uh, Logan, on the Everton perspective here, how big of a win was this? Like we said, 1999. Uh, they're up to seventh place. They're equal on points with Liverpool with the game in hand. Uh, do you think that they can conceivably, for the first time in I don't know how many years, finish above Liverpool this season? Um, hmm. That's a good one. Uh <sighs> They added good pieces over, you know, that that transfer window in the summer that I thought could put them about right where they were, right where they are right now. I mean, right in the seven to ten, um, it seems like a place that is a sweet spot for them. I don't think that James has played as well as he uh, was at obviously at the beginning, and I I do think it's age. I don't think he's capable of being a Premier League starter. Uh, he's just too up and down and too wishy-washy, and it at times seems like he's just completely removed from it. Um, Alon, uh, he hardly ever plays. I mean, he's been hurt some. Um, it, it seems like, you know, some things have gone against them. But I do think this year more has gone against Liverpool, and I do think that if this was a year Everton is to jump Liverpool, it has to be this year. Uh, Liverpool just looked so disarray at the top i don't you know i think a lot of it has to do obviously with uh everybody shifting back because of those defenders i guess um so yeah i, I think it's you know everton's got an advantage in the fact that they've got to play with their whole team 
going forward that they had at the beginning of the season because everybody's healthy again. Calvert-Lewin's back, um, and he came off the bench, and he's played pretty well recently, not obviously to the form he was or they'd be higher in the table. But I do think if this is a year they're going to do it, this uh, I think they do it because uh, Liverpool just they just seem so um, out of it. I don't know. Like Matt said, there's it's hard to pinpoint exactly. Um, honestly, it's Van Dyke. It's whatever happened with that team happened because of Van Dyke. Um, I think when he goes down, it just takes out so much of the things that they do. But again, you know, I, I think Everton's playing with a much stronger team right now, and I think that they get it done. All right, let's go ahead and. Uh shift gears here to previewing the weekend matches here uh, real quick though just want to kind of go over the full uh the full uh results here that we had on the weekend we had wolves versus leeds on friday where wolves got a much needed victory for them over leeds that puts them at uh 1-0 victory which i've moved wolves up to 11th Yes. Uh, we had the 1-1 draw with Southampton-Chelsea. We had 3-1 Manchester United win over Newcastle. With, of course, a Bruno Fernandes penalty. Not complete without that. We had a Manchester City victory over Arsenal with a 1-0 scoreline. Arsenal scoring... I mean, sorry, City scoring two minutes in. Uh we had Leicester beat Aston Villa 2-1 as Aston Villa have not been able to get back into their midseason form that they were in before. West Ham beating Spurs 2-1, like I stated earlier. Fulham beating Sheffield 1-0. Liverpool dropping uh, at Everton. Uh, sorry, Everton dropping Liverpool at Liverpool 2-0. Uh, Burnley, West Brom 0-0. And Brighton, Crystal Palace, which was today. A late minute, last minute winner by Kristen Benteke to seal the victory for Palace 2 1 over Brighton. This weekend, we have Man City versus West Ham, as I stated on Saturday. Oh, we actually also have a game tomorrow as well. Sorry, Leeds United versus Southampton on Tuesday. Then on Saturday, City versus West Ham. Saturday again, we have West Brom versus Brighton at 10 a.m. Leeds versus Aston Villa at 12.30, and at 3 o'clock, Newcastle versus Wolves. On Sunday, Crystal Palace versus Fulham at 7 a.m., Leicester versus Arsenal at 7 a.m., Tottenham versus Burnley at 9, Chelsea and uh, Chelsea and Manchester United at 11.30, Sheffield versus Liverpool at 2.15, and on Monday, March 1st, we have Everton versus Southampton, and we have another Tuesday game, Man City versus Wolves, uh, on Tuesday. But we'll talk about that before we get to that game, I guess, uh, next week. We had some Champions League matches that just happened uh, on Tuesday. We talked about the Tuesday matches when we recorded. On Wednesday, we had Porto over Juventus 2-1, and Sevilla taking an early lead against Dortmund, but Dortmund storming back with Holland to make it 3 2 Dortmund, uh, they really Dortmund really needs to qualify for the Champions League, or else they're going to be selling all their players. And if they're not going to reach it in the league, they have to win it. Um, 
I I don't want Holland to go anywhere but Dortmund. But uh, um, Logan, what do you think the chances are that he goes to Manchester City? I give it about an eighty percent chance he ends up at City at the end of this year, just because I think everything depressing. is coming. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> really? No, yeah, it's uh, depressing. no, it's not depressing. It's <laughs> happy, happy moments. We get to dethrone Bayern, guys. That's the fun part. Um, it, in your dreams. It, no, for, not for in our dreams. Exactly. Is it? Is it fun? It's for. Is it fun for, for just you? For Logan. <laughs> 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 I don't have to watch Gabriel Jesus try to score as uh, as if he was Aguero. Um, no, I, I think, think he scored more than Liverpool have scored in the last like. Oh, he definitely five has. Months. Yeah, so, definitely has. Clearly, a different team. A team needs Halan more than right. City does. Um, yes, they do, but they don't get him. Uh, but yeah, no, I see 80%. And I do see, I hope Gio Reyna ends up in the Premier League because I think that'd be a lot of fun. But I think his his next stop is probably one of those higher echelon uh, German teams that are, you know, Bayern or sits on the bench somewhere, unfortunately. It, I, I just don't, it's bad news for Gio. I, I don't know where Gio ends up if he, you know, he might stay there and play, but uh, who knows. Yeah, and then we also had Juventus. Uh, Pirlo's just way in over his head, I think, here. He's he's not, uh, I mean, unless if it's other things that are causing this as well, but, I, I, you know, I'm not a Juventus supporter, so I don't watch them all the time. But I just feel like they're constantly having this uphill battle sometimes where they concede early and then have to, bring it back they did just win today in, in Syria like three or four nil but just you know to, to you should be beating Porto just a few years ago they were favorites to win the Champions League you know they were they were one of the favorites they weren't the favorite but you know they've had some chances to do so and now uh even with Ronaldo scoring goals at times and McKenney playing well it's just they're they're just not doing enough. And this one was like 16 seconds in, a bad back pass uh, from. Just this is playing out of the back. I I, I don't like it. I, I mean, like it's fine in some circumstances, but having your goalkeeper who, you know, and it's like Chesney didn't even learn from it because then like later he almost did like another pass to the same guy who passed it to him and. Uh, and it was like almost cut out there too. And it's just sometimes you just got to boot it or, or throw it as a goalie. If you have it in your hand already, you know, throw it to somebody that can, you can get it over their head, you know, somebody rushing towards you, you know, you just gotta, I know that people say like, Oh, we only point out the playing out of the back when it goes wrong. But, I think there's an issue when if we move over to the Barcelona game again. I heard people talking about Dest and that, you know, he wasn't uh he didn't have a great game against PSG and that uh Komen failed him because he asked him to play defensively. Dest is a right back. He should be able to play defense. It's his position. Learn your defensive position before going forward. Uh, but everybody wants to play this ticky-tacka possession, play out the back, and sometimes it puts you in real trouble, as we saw with uh, with Liverpool with the Allison uh, boneheaded plays. We just saw it with uh, Juventus 
there's a whole Twitter account based around this that has updates, you know, multiple times on a weekend about playing it, how the bat goes wrong. So it's just, you know, sometimes you just have to be smarter on the ball. Uh, goalies were not originally supposed to have the ball at their feet. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're not as good with it. And uh, let me get off my soapbox with that. And let's preview the champions league matches that are tomorrow and Wednesday. I can find it. Yes. All right. Tuesday, February 23rd. Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea at 3 p.m. Lazio versus Bayern Munich. And then Wednesday, February 24th, Atalanta versus Real Madrid. And Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Manchester City. Um, Logan, how are you feeling about uh, Mönchengladbach? Good. We we tend to play them well whenever we see them in Champions League, and I know that's been pretty normal for us to see them in group stages lately. So I feel really confident. I, I think City two one loss incoming. No, <laughs> we get past this round. This is the easy round. The, oh, that's the right. Next, okay, sorry. It's the it's next the next one, one sorry. where we get Atletico or somebody. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I know Atletico just lost. I think in the league. Uh, but I, I still think they beat this Chelsea team. Uh, they have Luis Suarez. They have players that can score. Chelsea doesn't have any goal scorers right now. Uh, so unless Timo Werner flips the switch, um, or they start Giroud or somebody, I, I just don't know how else this team puts goals against, you know, a team that is so good at defense all the time that I, I, I can't see it. And with their time-wasting skills and their, and their diving, it's going to be, uh, I think, pretty one-sided in this match. Uh, you know, it's only leg one. But uh, it makes it even worse because it means there's two legs of, of this matchup and it's just going to drag out <laughs> Chelsea's loss. Just like when they got drawn with Bayern Munich last year and we had to watch <laughs> two legs of yeah. that. And I was like, come on, like just just as soon Frank as the draw happens, let's put <laughs> us out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got Bayern Munich versus Lazio. For me, I think Bayern wins that pretty handedly Atalanta versus Real Madrid could be really fun with the way Madrid struggles and the way Atalanta plays at times, but they've kind of been struggling. Uh, so we got some good matchups here before we, you know, move on to Tuesday, the ninth and Wednesday, the 10th, where we get leg twos of the other matchups. But, uh, I'm excited to watch some Chelsea champions league match. I'll, I'm probably going to watch goal zone. Like I always do. Oh, that's not on. Is it? That's only for Europa league. Dang it. Yeah, that's only, yeah. Uh, so I will have to, I'll just watch the Chelsea Madrid game. That's a lot better than Lazio Bayern. Um, any thoughts, uh, for the champions league matchups? Cause I just have some Europa games we have to talk about as well. Nope. No, it's yeah, I, I'm excited to watch the Chelsea Atletico matchup. Actually, I think that will be the best one out of the ones that are coming up this week. So Wednesday, there is a Europa League game, uh, Tottenham versus Wolfsburger. For whatever reason, leg two has to be on Wednesday. Thursday, we have uh, Ajax versus Lille, leg two. Arsenal, Benfica, Napoli, Granada, Rangers versus Royal Antwerp as they came back out of nowhere. Royal Antwerp really blew that one. Um, I was starting to wonder about uh, 
Rangers there. They did not look good in the first half. Other notables, Villarreal versus Salzburg, Leverkusen versus Young Boys, which was a crazy finish in that match as well. Leicester versus Slavia Prague, that was a nil-nil finish, so Leicester has to you know, get some wins here, uh, get a win. You got Manchester United versus Sociedad. United played pretty well in that match. And uh, those are all like the big ones. PSV versus Olympiacos was fun as well. Lots of scoring in that. So I, one thing that's fun about the Europa League is that you get leg two of this round pretty quickly here. You don't have to wait the extra week like we do for uh, for the Champions League. But uh, yeah, that about wraps us up here. If we look at the stats of the Premier League, they are you know pretty much the same. Look at goal scores. Still Salah at top with number 17 goals. Uh, Bruno Fernandez is up to second place with 15. Calvert-Lewin still with 13, and he's in third. And, uh, yeah, that about wraps us up. Logan, we already asked you about stateside. Never mind. I think we're good. (laughs) Um, Oh, but no, no. Yeah, I was going to ask. What else are we covering this week? Uh, Not an interview. But uh, yeah, talk a little about that. So we've been covering the She Believes Cup, um, which is taking place here in Central Florida, uh, Exploria Stadium, and we've been covering that. They, the United States, got a nice two-nil win over Brazil. Um, played a pretty dominant game from everything that I've seen in extended highlights. I'm gonna go back and watch it before we record tomorrow again, so that way I can be fresh on what's going on. But yeah, you know, I thought they looked really good. Kristen Press is just so fantastic uh just the, the way that she can maneuver and through the the midfield and and she changes the dynamic of that team that that first game that we watched with canada it you know i think they really struggled uh, to get anything going forward just because the attackers are i think getting towards the latter half of their careers but man that team that they put out there against brazil that's that team that that we're looking at that just dominates the world cup um so that was exciting to see um, but yeah, they've got a game. What is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, no, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday against Argentina. So, and I think the weaker of the group. All they got to do is draw. draw. Yeah, all they got to do is draw to win that cup. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty exciting time uh, for U.S. Women's National Team. Um, so, getting some games underneath their belt and seeing some of these players for the first time in a year or so, it's pretty exciting. Just to replug that interview with Alicia Rodriguez, we talked a little. She believes Cup and. Angel City FC, which is the new NWSL team launching in 2022. But other than that, you can reach us if you want to tweet at us or tell us how wrong we were about any of our takes here. You can tweet at us at Stoppage Show on Twitter, facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, email stoppagetimeshow at gmail.com, or Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. So thank you for listening. We'll catch you all next week breaking down those Champions League matchups and the weekend matches for the Premier League. Kane has stolen it to death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.